Are we live? We're live. Oh, hey. hey, that was easy. You just nice. press play and it starts. I know, yeah. right? Welcome to eCourse Adventures Live, everybody. Episode 13. Yeah. Actually, it's a time machine episode. Oh, but it's not even really Ooh. live. eCourse Adventures Unlive. Unlive. Dead. <laughs> No, not no. dead. No. That's too... No. That's like, a little morbid. Adventures. Yeah. Let's how, not get people depressed at the beginning of the show. Let's wait till the end. E-Course Adventures pre-recorded just doesn't sound as good. Yeah, totally. But let's just call Welcome it live. to hey. the show. <laughs> we, now we got that bag out of the hat. Yeah. Or the cat or the bag. Bag of cat or the hat. Yeah. We have a super special recording from the past. We are going to be passion mashing... With Matt Giovanisi from Money Lab. Whoa. Matt is a hilarious, musically gifted entrepreneur who builds many websites. By many, I mean multiple. Uh, and e-courses. And he has basically built a living around working on the internet. Exploring various topics that he is highly interested in. And, well, and we'll get to more after this. I can't believe you wrote that guitar riff, man. Nice. So I, I'm I'm curious. So Bradley, you, you sound a little bit like Tony Robbins right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to get more um, <laughs> inspiring for our audience out there. So I thought I would like, you know, really kind of scratch my vocal cords. I put like one of those toilet. <laughs> no, cleaners, no, 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 like no, a no, fresh no. toilet. Cleaner what actually happened? What were you What were you doing this weekend? <laughs> um, so I am living the dream. Is what I'm doing. I hosted a pro golf tournament at my course. This is the second annual that I've put on. And I brought a bunch of uh, professional golfers to my island. And we played golf for a whole bunch of money. We had a, a gallery of over 100 people walking around the course watching and caddies and the whole wow. thing. It was like it was a legitimate wicked ass golf tournament. And uh, as, as a result... Whoa. I got a pocket full of cash. Whoa. I came third place and third place. Uh, with some phenomenal golfers in the field. I was I was stoked. Nice. Yeah. That was my week. Well, you know what's cool? I got what a pocket full what? of cash. Because hey. I was living my dream. All right. Oh, yeah. Money in the bank. <laughs> what were got, you doing? Well, last night I got to open up for a world-class musician by the name of Parangi. Oh, yeah, you got to check of, this out. Out of Arizona and uh, Brazil. Yeah. An amazing musician. We had him uh, here on Salt Spring and hosted him. And I was lucky enough to share my music. And that was amazing. You rocked it. I was at the show. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that did not help your voice in any way, I'm sure. No. I no. mean, I just danced. I wasn't singing. But I didn't um, get invited to sing for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't need another Brian Adams. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was awesome. It was so much fun. He's a, a wizard when it comes to live looping. I'm really glad I opened and didn't have to follow the act. Yeah. That would have been a tough act to follow. That was some, that was some epicness. But yeah, so I'm stoked about um, what we've got coming up for you guys. And, um, you know, Matt is uh, such an entertaining character. Uh, really yeah. loved um, when we had this interview earlier and uh, get to present this to you now. Yeah. So 
on that note, in just a second, if you want to check out Parange's music, which we highly recommend, you can search him on Google, P-O-R-A-N-G-U-I. Uh-huh. Uh, he's on Spotify. You can buy his music on his tracks. He's got a website, all that jazz. Beautiful brother with awesome music. And uh, I, I heard a rumor just before we get to the interview that you are going to start dedicating more time to performing live and recording your music so all of our listeners can hear you sing. Yeah, that's it's it's happening, you know. Just it's a part of putting um dedicating the time. That's something we talk about is scheduling for success. Yeah. And um you know, if you're not putting in your into your calendar writing in like a client your special stuff, then you're you're not going to get anywhere. So do it. I'm going to be scheduling a good day of, of just being in the studio and uh, doing what I need to do to live my dream fuller. And uh, yeah, it's Proud great, you, man. Thanks. And that's like the moral of the story is we're building these businesses and alongside we're trying to live these dream lives that we all have. We all have this ideal picture in our mind of the life we want to live, the people we want to be in the world, the impact we want to have through the mm. things that we're passionately working on. And it literally, it's like climbing a mountain, com, And <laughs> you just take one step in front of the other. And the more you can live your life, even if it's just like living your dream for three minutes a day, just like infusing a little fragment of that dream into your daily life, it starts to grow and expand like a seed and it becomes a tree eventually. And I just got to say like, it works. Just do it. You know, <laughs> you might not be living the full picture today, but if you keep taking a baby step forward every day, maybe in three years, maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, Heck, it could even be, be a month. It. You never know. Yeah. But if you don't take any steps forward because I'm too busy, then <laughs> you're not going to do it. So yeah, do it. Do it. You deserve it. Do it. You're worthy of it. Yeah. We believe in you. You know, it's taken a long time for us to both get to where we're at, where we're now got pockets full of cash because of (laughs) doing our extracurricular fun things. Yeah. And um, we hope that you too can and do that. So if you're part of the community, we'd love and you're listening to uh, chime in. What are you doing extracurricular? What's your love passions um, on top of what you're doing as an entrepreneur and creating your passions and your love in this realm? Yeah. That you're um, that you're striving for. We'd love to hear all those fun things, you know. Totally. Like you probably just looking at us wouldn't know that I'm a musician and that Brad's a golfer, a professional golfer. That both both a professional music guy. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> and a music composer. Yeah. And you produced the whole event last night. All of the sound and lighting and oh, it was so much all fun. of the things. He did yeah. all of the things. It was a lot of work, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. We would love to hear from you. What are you doing as your passion thing? Your big why? The thing that you want to carve out more time with the passive income you're going to generate from all of your e-course sales. Like, what do you do? We do it. What are you doing? Yeah. So tell us and enjoy this interview with Matt Giovanisi. And in our iTunes store, go to eCourse Adventures on iTunes and please Leave us a review because that helps boost us up in the rankings. Oh, nice. And more people can find our show. Yeah. We appreciate that. And we'd love to hear how you like the show. All right. 
So I've been excited about this for, for a while, everybody. And uh, those of you that are part of the great e-course adventure, you know that we've talked about Matt and his experiments over at Money Lab quite a bit. So basically, uh, here's the deal. Matt likes to challenge himself to make more of what he loves, which is money. And Money Lab, if you go to moneylab.co, like get on Matt's email list, A, because it's freaking hilarious, his newsletters mm -hmm. that he sends out. Um, B, he stretches himself again and again and again and again. He basically treats, treats entrepreneurship and growing his businesses like they're just experiments and he's the lab rat, hence the piece of cheese in his profile picture. And um, oh, you, see, you got that reference. What's that? Most people don't get that reference. They're like, why are you holding cheese? I'm like, I'm a lab rat? And they're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So obvious. I, I'm just like, you know, we do, uh, we do a lot of distilling the process within the process of building products and courses and all that sort of stuff here. Um, and you do it better than anybody that I've seen on the internet because you're, you're, you know, daily, um, blogging that you do when you're doing your experiments is just like crazy. And so in depth, I mean, people can learn a ridiculous amount just by following along when you're doing an experiment, let alone buy the product at the end of your experiment. So mm -hmm. I think that's super cool. Um, I've also, I think we have similar sense of humors, like on your, uh, your SEO product you just launched and you had testimonials from family members. I mean, I was seriously laughing my ass off when I was reading those. I, was like, <laughs> I thought that was priceless. I, I, I think that's great. So anyway, yeah, I thought that was going to, I thought it was going to turn people off, but I had a few people email me and say the testimonials were the reason they bought. That is so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> For any of you out there that if you're like just getting into launching products and courses, just make fake testimonials from your family members and I guarantee it's going to pay <laughs> dividends for you. Yeah, so it worked. It worked. Yeah. Um, so today's conversation is going to be uh, just about Matt and his process and the businesses that he's developed and how he operates and his mindset to go into different experiments and all that sort of stuff. But before we get into the back and forth conversation, I just want to show, uh, because, because we've made about four music videos over here, I just want to show you all um, Matt's music video called The Boss, his hit single from the album Entrepreneur. You don't know me, but I earn this throne and pick bones when they try to overthrow me. John Snow me, but I rise up and take cover from the blast when I blow up. Yeah, I work for this. Still taste every fucking ass I kissed, but huh, I'm a masochist. And now I rule with an iron fist. Been working for myself like 10 years. Been drinking on the job like 10 beers. Nobody gives a fuck. Got no fear. And I got no fears, cause, you know. I am the boss. I call all the shots. shots. I run all the blocks and I talk the talks and I walk the walks. Yeah, I'm the boss. I make all the calls. I cast the checks. I'm stepping next. I know what's next, and all I demand is respect. Yeah, I wear so many hats, but what the f is self-employment tax? I got stacks on stacks of fat green backs running through me fast on the throne like it's X lax. Yo, man, you gotta relax. Take time, make a sudden the facts. Blow cash like a Goldman Sachs. The fact of the matter is, you're a maniac. I'm all stressed out cause I work for days And I, I need some holidays Some fun in the sun just to catch some rays Don't knock my pay I'm the only motherfucker in the company Plus, I got the only say I run shit my way cause 
you know. I am the boss. I call all the shots. I run all the blocks and I talk the talks and I walk the walks. Yeah, I'm the boss. I make all the calls. I cast the checks. I'm stepping next. I know what's next and all that's demanding. Should I work alone? In a coffee shop? Should I buy a scone, a boat, train, aeroplane? Who the f cares? I can work from damn near anywhere. I don't clock in and I don't clock out. When should I bounce? How about right now? Can I get weird? You can ask Al. 21 shots, cut it down till I'm blacked out. Damn, are you crazy, man? You're damn right I'm a crazy man. AKA, I'm a businessman with ideas so dope, call it contraband. I got a billion plans. 18 years of building brands. Gotta keep counting on adrenal glands. I pump out these jams and appease the fans, cause. You know, I am the boss. I call all the shots. I run all the blocks and I talk the talks and I walk the walks. Yeah, I'm the boss. I make all the calls. I cast the checks. I'm stepping next. I know what's next and all I demand is respect. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. So <clears throat> what I'm so stoked about the conversation today is like you have so many skills, man. You're an entrepreneur, you're an artist, you're a creator, you've got great graphic design skills, you're building websites, like you're kind of like the the do-it-yourself artist, creator, entrepreneur, and teacher. Like you're you're doing all of the roles and part of the Grady Course Adventure, like what we're really here to do is to support people to, to leverage all of the skills that it takes to be a creative entrepreneur and to build your own products and courses and a brand based around your passions. And so I just want to applaud you for, for doing it and for doing it with such great humor. Thank you. So I guess like, let's start at the beginning. How the heck did you become an entrepreneur? What inspired the path that you're now on before we get into what businesses you have in that? Um, it's always, uh, it's always a tough one because, uh, it's, I, by the way, I can hear myself like repeating myself. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, so I, I worked in the pool industry when I was a kid and now during that time, I think, I, I don't know. I've always wanted to be one. Like there's, I remember selling fireworks one time. I remember like doing all these little entrepreneurial things when I was a kid, like lemonade stands, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the typical shit that you hear. Um, but what really pushed me over was the fact that I had all this knowledge about pool care because I worked in the pool industry. And then I had this website design skill because I was in a band uh, right before I became an entrepreneur, well, right before I decided that like being in a band wasn't going to be how I made a career. Um, but during when I was when I was in the band, uh, which I was the lead singer, guitar player of like an original pop rock band, and we toured. And um, the the goal there was to try to get signed and to make that a career. So I really actually tried to become a rock star at one point for about six years, and that was very entrepreneurial too. And so 
it's always been not necessarily the word entrepreneurial, but just the fact that I wanted to work for myself. I didn't want a boss. Oh, hence the name of the rap video, I guess. Um, but that is, that's more of the driver, not the sense of like, because being an entrepreneur, I, just because I make money my own way, I don't necessarily think that makes me an entrepreneur. I think what makes somebody an entrepreneur is starting an actual business and then being able to repeat that process over and over again. Um, and I consider myself an entrepreneur now, but back then it was more uh, trying to work for myself. So I did start out as a freelance web designer and developer um, and then built at the same time I was building my first asset, which was swimuniversity.com. And that just took, you know, six years really to just finally be able to take over what I was making as a freelancer. And then that's when I was able to transition into uh, literally owning a, a website business rather than a freelance business. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. And um, as far as like, was there a point in time or have you always tried to um, infuse your businesses and your offerings with your artistic expression and humor? Or is that, was there a point when you were just like, screw it, I'm just going to own who I am and I'm going to express that to the world and let that be the thing. Yeah, there was an actual moment where that happened. Um, I had Swim University for about, at the time, I think it was about five to six years and I was writing really bad articles. Like, I'm not a writer. So of, of all the things that like I consider myself good at, that is the lowest on the list for sure. And... I wrote, I was writing 300 word articles, you know, a bunch of them and putting them up on the internet and they were ranking and they were, they were working, but they weren't that great. And I, I, there was a moment where I was like, I have this talent of rapping, uh, comedy rap, not a good rapper, but comedy rap stuff. And I did it in high school and, and I did it like as a joke to my personal friends, like I never put anything out there. And I was sitting there going, I have this pool business and I have this other talent. What would happen if I marry those two things together? What would happen? And I made my first like entrepreneurial rap video is, is called the pool care rap. So if you Google pool care rap, that's really the first one I did. And it went viral within the pool community and got me a ton of backlinks to some university that I didn't have to work for. I didn't have to do any actual backlink building because I had built this, or I had created this like mini thing that no one was able to, no one was able to do. And I realized, oh, I can leverage the other things that I'm good at in this business for my, to my advantage. And when I did that, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm good at this thing and I should do, I should focus on that. So um, that's when I started doing more video work, um, just putting my personality into it more, like just being more humorous, because uh, I am that way in real life. It's why I did that. I think it's mainly why the band didn't succeed because I was on stage trying to be a serious, you know, lead singer. I don't have that quality uh, and it just wasn't sellable. You know, I'm not wearing like leather wristbands and uh, that was your problem. as a rock star. That, that was, was my problem. I just didn't problem. have enough. <laughs> I didn't have enough leather wristbands yeah. to push me to the rock stardom. No, uh, so yeah, that 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 moment of doing the pool care rap video and and watching that 
really take off. And it's in a little micro, like it's, when I say viral, I don't mean viral, viral. I mean viral within a very small subset of a community, uh, a pool, basically people who own pool websites and pool uh, stores and, and the industry as a whole. And that I would, that's when I realized that, yeah, I, I, th if I put my personality into things, that is a sort of, um, um, it's like adding gas to, it's like pushing the gas pedal on anything I do. Yeah. Uh, so I've created businesses behind the scenes where I don't put my face in front of them and they grow. They just grow a lot slower. Money Lab is one of those things where I put all of my personality and self into and it, it has accelerated uh, because of that. Um, and so, yeah, that was the moment, actually. It was 2011. You could do that. You've been being you for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. cool. Trying to be. <laughs> I mean, even on some university, some of the articles, I started to work my humor into it. I didn't get as much feedback on that. Like people weren't saying, oh, I love your website because you're funny. Yeah. Or, you know, but they would address me as Matt. So when somebody had a question about their swimming pool, they would email Swim University and say, hey, Matt. So th there was a personal brand aspect to it. I have since sort of retracted myself from that. I'm trying to make it more of a, you know, a, a company rather than just me. So I don't want people addressing just me, but I am still in all the videos. So a lot of people see those things and then come to my website and, you know, so it's hard to completely remove yourself from it. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely helpful, uh, you know, being and pushing the creative side because it does separate you as a, as a creator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can definitely relate to your story in a lot of ways. And I think that's why what you're doing resonates so much with me is um, before the great e-course adventure, I was mm -hmm. teaching hundreds of meditation workshops and transformational sort of like retreats and that sort of thing. And then I was doing like comedy skits. I had this production line called New Earth Comedy and we were doing like all sorts of, you know, positive skit comedy videos and then mm -hmm was like coaching people to build e-courses, which was like me trying to be professional and serious and run that sort of thing. And then when we discovered the great e-course adventure, it was kind of like bringing my love for, for comedy with adventure, with like the business side of things, with the transformational work and just kind of like mashing it all together. And I think that is, that's the secret sauce is when we can like yeah. bring our passions, bring our serious nature, bring whatever our quirky weird personality is and we can bring all those together no offense not about your your weird personality at all I'm not saying no that. it's just there <laughs> I, I i actually coined a term for that it's called passion mashing passion mashing so, write that down everybody <laughs> that when i had my original uh the site that eventually became money lab which is just mattgivanisi.com which i realized no one was going to be able to spell or find uh that was a article that i'd written and coined the term because it was, that was, because that's the, the realization I had that I just told, which was, I, I had this uh, passion, well, not passion, but I guess I had this website about pool care, and I had this other talent, and I just married those two things together, and I created something completely different. And same with what Money Lab is, like Money Lab is, um, you know, is an entrepreneur website, but done with only things that I can do or other things that I'm interested in, which is comedy and sort of like, I don't want to call it trolling, but sometimes I, I over it and I do try to push 
the boundaries of what I think entrepreneurship, modern day entrepreneurship on the internet should be. So, um, yeah, that's, that is, uh, that is definitely something I follow for sure. Now I'm curious with the passion mashing, cause I love that. And somebody else is saying they love it too. I think everybody loves the passion mashing idea. Is there a formula? Like what ingredients do you need to mash it all together for it to actually work? Cause I, th I think there must be some specific ingredients that are required to take those passions, mash them together and actually have a successful business that pays the bills and helps you to make an impact in the world. Yeah. So, uh, to address Cato in the comments, it's, mashing like m-a-f-h-i-n-g or you just drop the g add the apostrophe to be a little bit cooler so it's passion yeah, mashing, mashing. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah mashing hello, passion mission uh so all i so one of the things that i i tell myself and when i have conversations about um or conversations with friends i just think I, well, I tell them or I tell myself, go into a quiet room and and figure out what it is you want to do. There's not enough. In, there's no information on the Internet that's going to tell you exactly how to do something that you want to do. I, for, for example, when I started Swim University, it's a site about pool and hot tub care, which is my flagship site, which is why I mention it a lot. Um, and I remember reading people like Pat Flynn and fizzle and all of these you know places that are teaching entrepreneurship uh specifically in the online world and 75 percent of what they were telling me just did not apply because i had a different business my business was slightly different my niche was different um a lot of these guys are coming from a place of well we teach entrepreneurship through because we know how to teach entrepreneurship and we teach that so uh my it just a lot of the advice never applied to me. And so when I sat down and sort of shut off the noise and did like an information diet and just said, okay, who is my target audience? There are 40 and 50 year old people who have swimming pools. So they're not young millennial type business savvy, tech savvy entrepreneurs. They are a different animal. They're different. They're different types of people. And as soon as I came to that realization, I'm like, okay, well, a lot of the things that, a lot of the tactics that I was using don't make sense. They don't work. So for instance, like when I put out my first digital product, I had sold it for like $49 or something. That is an ebook that was $49. And I'm like, okay, no one's buying this. Why is no one buying this? Because people who are 40 and 50 years old who don't live in the online entrepreneur space think books should cost 24 to $29 because that's what is on the back of the book at Barnes and Noble. And so I just slowly started dropping my price until I hit $29 and then it just took off. It was just, Oh, I, I had the wrong price point. And yet everybody in the space was like, you need to charge 49, a hundred dollars for your ebook because it's still with so much value and people will save hundreds of dollars. And while that makes sense, logically, it just didn't apply to my audience. And so sometimes you just have to shut down and think, okay, what are my principles as a, as a person? And what are, what's my audience want? And let them talk to them and ask that stuff. And the rap video, you know, was something that I tried. I assumed that most people are not going to like this in, you know, because it's rap, you know, and I'm, again, I'm dealing with 40 to 50 year old Midwest 
you know, you know, North, Northeast people. Um, and it, it, it turned out it wasn't for them. I made it, the people who went, it went viral with were industry people, not people who own swimming pools. So what I was trying to do was mash these two things together and present it to my swim university audience. But actually it took off in the industry, which was not my audience. And I didn't know until I did it. And that's what happened. <laughs> I don't know if that was exactly your question, but, um, that was an answer. Well, through the story, we get a lot more answers than just a, a simple answer. Um, and so a, just a challenge for all of you out there that are watching us or that are here live right now is to make a little mind map, call it passion mashing with the apostrophe, no G, because that's cooler. And that's cool. write down all of your passions. Write down, like, write down your passions. If you're into music, if you're into art, if you're into swimming, write down all of those things. Because the thing that we talk about with the great e-course adventure is once you get your curriculum and you want to turn your course into an experience, then you have to give it a theme. And the theme is the thing that yeah. takes your course from this two-dimensional learning experience to like an actual experience. It turns your course into a world. And the great e-course adventure, when Andy and I stumbled upon that, when we were trying to brainstorm how do we revolutionize education so it's something we'd be interested in ourselves, we were going out on these day-long hikes. And we would write all of our curriculum in our journal while we're out in these epic locations. And that was kind of what seeded us to come up with this whole journey of, of going up the mountain and, and mixing those passions. So if you can make a mind map of your passions – even if they don't make sense for what business you have, there might be ways like what Matt has to weave those passions in. And so let's just dig into the next passion business that you have. We will eventually get into how you launched two courses in 14 days. But let's talk about Brew Cabin because this was an experiment you did last year um, mm -hmm. with with your, your I guess, is it a beer connoisseur website? Is that how it would be best it's a, described? It's a home brewing website. Okay. So do you want to talk about like, um, obviously you must have a passion for beer mm -hmm. and uh, you must be brewing your own beer. And so did you just like, how do I talk about that process of just how you decided to make a business out of brew cabin? Um, so I've been brewing beer for 10 plus years. Uh, I can, I can do one of these, um, if we spin around here in my kitchen, like I have a kegerator and a beer fridge. So those, that kegerator back there is filled with two of my beers that I've made. Um, and I've been doing it on and off for about 10 years. So I've always wanted to, I knew I was always going to make a site about this. Um, I, I, so, so here's another interesting thing about passion mashing. So, um, I'm looking at right now a, a pool test kit, right? That's made by a company. It's one of my sponsors on Swim University. They make a pool test kit, but it's for home brewers. So they can test the water in their house. So they can adjust their, their water pH and their, and their, um, minerals to brew beer. And so there was a, I'll use the word synergy between the pool industry and the home brewing industry that I did not know existed. And so, so, so just something like that, you never know what things can be cross compatible. And I did not think that was going to be one of them, but here we are. So, uh, homebrewing is, 
yes, it's a passion of mine. It's a website that I'm that I started in October, and it is growing very quickly. Um, it's also a very small group of people. It's a small subset. There's only one million homebrewers in the United States, um, possibly the world. I could be wrong about that, but there's not, it's not a big audience, but they're crazy passionate and and. I know that because I am a psychopath when it comes to homebrewing. I have like a stack of books over there that I read for fun about water chemistry and homebrewing and, and, and sacrification rests and all these like weird terms in the homebrewing space. The, the box that I'm that, so again, I'll do this. So that's a box that I have the laptop set up on a company because of my Instagram account sent me a, a fermentation vessel to try out. And um, it's been really cool because it is a passion of mine. It does make money, but even more so, it's, it's piping me into a community that I really want to be a part of and it's getting me free gear. So yeah. I, can't really, I can't really complain about that. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, all there is to say is that, yes, that is one of those, I'm just like, cause I'm not passionate about swimming pools uh, or hot tubs. I just happened to have, since I was 13, be working in that industry. So it, it made sense for me to go into that. Cause I literally was just filled with uh, pool care information and I might as well just put it down and have an asset. Yeah. With home brewing, it's reversed. It's, I really want to get into this space. I really want to be a better home brewer. I want to win awards. I want to go to GABF. I want to go to home, going to homebrew con uh, in a couple months in Portland and, and I'm turning that into a business for nice. sure. Okay. So on that note with, uh, because I really believe, um, our partnerships, our networks, they're the key to our success. So I'm curious, um, you know, you're talking about having companies send you gear to test out and yeah. you've got sponsors on your website. Um, how have, have the sponsors come to you? Have you reached out to them? If you're the one reaching out to them, how do you approach partners typically? Or when they come they to you, come how do you approach that? Yeah. Yeah. They come to me because I, again, this is part of like the talent side of what I do is, and I, and I recognize that, yes, I have a special talent for certain things. And so I, I use those to my advantage to, you know, put together websites that are, that are eye catching. And so when someone, when I like my Instagram account for for Brew Cabin is completely different than everyone else's. It's for, I use a professional photographer. My my friend down the street is a professional photographer. He has an eye for photos. I knew he had an eye for that. And I have all this equipment, and we just do that and take pictures. And our stuff looks really good. And our website, when people go to our website, our website looks really good compared to most homebrewing sites. Uh, I would say like 90% of them. And the same thing happened in the pool industry. When I created the swimming university site, it was like, it was in the top 1% right out of the gate because of how well designed it was. And a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, don't focus on design so much in the beginning, you know, just get content out. I, I half agree with that. And I, I think if you put your best foot forward first, like you're going to get those opportunities very early. Yeah. And yeah, I, I literally didn't do anything besides publish really good looking content and have a really good looking website and everything looks very professional. The logo is very professional and it just separates me from everybody else. And so when companies like uh, Craft a Brew or even Barista uh, OXO, so OXO 
sent me a bunch of coffee stuff because like, I think the first month I was, I had roastycoffee.com, I was getting free coffee gear. So I didn't have content or traffic. It just, I had a good looking website. Yeah. And that was, that was it. I just want to, I just really want to push this home for all of you because I know so many people in the Grady course adventure, uh, for whatever reason, there's a resistance to taking the time or investing the money into building yourselves really amazing websites. And as Matt just said, it'll set you apart from 90% of your industry, whatever your industry is. So if yeah. you look at your website and you feel like bummed about it, then this is an opportunity to really claim that for yourself that you're going to create an amazing looking home base for this work that you're here to share with the world. And there's, uh, there's so many companies like Wix and Weebly or uh, Heroic Now um, or Mirabees, Mirabees, anyways, Mir no, Mir no, there's another one. I know it's on our website somewhere, but anyways, there's these like drag and drop sites. You don't need WordPress to make a gorgeous looking Site. And I also want to talk about the, um, you saying like you're working with your neighbor who's a photographer. I mean, how many of you know artists in your life that are super talented and maybe underutilized that you could go to them and create trades or exchanges or, you know, work with friends for a lot cheaper than hiring a, a super high end professional and do just as equal a job? I mean, with the Grady Course Adventure, that's a big part of the the creative touches that have gone into it and same as all your websites matt that they all just have this beautiful polished clean looking feel to them and that you i can tell you like you put a lot of thought and energy into making them stand out yeah and and to be fair i i mean to answer christopher's question it is a strong suit of mine i i do all the programming and all of the design i know how to build a website with my eyes closed and I use that to my advantage. And I learned that because when I was in a band, we needed a website and we could not afford to pay a designer or to pay anybody to do it. And so I ended up just buying a bunch of HTML and CSS books back in 2004 or whatever, and just started learning website design and website um, code. And my, my first website sucked and SUNY University sucked in the beginning, but at least it was, better than what was out there and now it's now i mean now i'm like very proficient at it. i've been doing it for you know close to 15 years and so it's it's not an overnight thing but i if you're going to be in the website business i mean I, I think everyone should learn how to code and um design or if not like have hire somebody with really good taste if you're not if you don't if you don't have good taste in things and you know that and you're self-aware enough hire somebody that does and let them just and hire them and keep them on staff if you can and keep them in your back pocket so that, you know, they don't just disappear after, you know, three months uh, because you're always going to need to change things. Google's always changing things, you know, now having responsive websites and super fast websites is crazy important. And I follow, I keep up with all of those things. So it's why my websites tend to rank uh, relatively quickly because I am in control of all of those aspects of the site. Yeah. Um so I got two, one quick question around um, driving traffic. Obviously, you know, you just launched your SEO course. So um, mm -hmm. how, how important is SEO to getting traffic to your website? Every single one of my websites besides Money Lab relies almost 100% on SEO traffic. Wow. Um, 
it, yeah, I would say like Swim University right now is getting uh, like in in at peak peak month. So peak month for me is June because it's a seasonal business. Uh, over probably like 1.5 million visitors in a single month, um, all from Google. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and uh, you just, so you're, you're talking uh, when we're backstage here, your SEO course, you're doubling the price at the end of this week. I just posted a link for everybody to see here. Do you want to just like, now seems like a good time if you want to just quickly talk about what the SEO course is that you just made in your last experiment. Yeah. So uh, to go on the course thing too, I've been doing SEO for a while. So it, this is what I call 10 years of what I've learned and I distilled it down into seven hours, uh, which is which is a lot. It's a lot of content. Um, and I sold it originally. I'm selling it right now for ninety nine dollars. I am doubling the price because every single person I've talked to has told me to double the price, if not triple it. And I've been hesitant to do that. And I think that if if I was going to do it, it's going to be on this product specifically. So I am going to do it as on Friday. I'm going to bump it up to like 197. And it's because it's huge. It's a huge course. I it's everything that I know about SEO. I've built three websites that that are not in the entrepreneur space. So I built, you know, the swimming university site, I built one about coffee, and one about homebrewing. And I go into detail on how I did all three of those sites and how much traffic all real numbers. And it's just like, it, you know, it's it's basically all of that distilled down to, to to seven hours, and I have even an interview in there about doing link building and stuff, which is something I don't practice. I don't practice link building. I focus all of my effort on producing really good content on a really clean website that's incredibly fast, and I do very uh, detailed keyword research that I talk about in the in the course, and it basically just it just works. I mean, Brew Cabin is only four months old. And it's already seeing a lot of traffic. We're already ranking number one for terms that we were trying to go after. And we're already seeing income from that. And that's just, it's just, it just works. And, and, yeah. and it's even more important now because Google is getting smarter and they're rewarding people who produce pieces in place. You can get traffic and that consistent traffic leads to consistent income. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, get it while it's a hundred bucks. I'm going to be buying it yeah. today. So everybody get on that one. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth it. I'm, I'm, I don't, I tend not to like to sell myself so much. Um, but I, I, this course, I have another course called a sign up for bloggers. Both of those courses that, which what we were supposed to talk about and how I built those things. I, I believe in like a hundred percent. I mean, it's, I love those courses. I'm very proud of them. Yeah. Awesome. And right now you're doing the, uh, or is this, no, you're still in this one, the great website optimization experiment, which I mean, mm -hmm. I just, I, I was reading it when you just got started. I haven't caught up on how's that going for you. Just like your, the purpose behind that one is, is just awesome. What are you learning so far? Yeah. So, um, so far, so I basically decided Of, of my flagship website without adding any new content or getting more traffic or adding new products. I'm simply taking what's already there and optimizing it. 
so that it's better at making more money. And I'm using all free Google tools to do that. Uh, not on purpose. I wasn't trying to do all free tools, but they just happen to be all free and they're all really good. And I am so far, I've seen already like significant increase in revenue. So what I did, one of the biggest things that I did uh, was I created a, um, I, I set up a lot of goals and I basically learned, I bought a course on how to use Google Tag Manager. It was like 20 bucks. I forget where I found it, but it's on, it's somewhere in that article. And I learned how to set up Google Tag Manager. I learned how to create goals in Google Analytics. I learned how to use uh, Google Data Studio to put it all together to create these reports. In about two days, I did all this. And I created these, um, these, these tables that worst performing pages for affiliate links. And we're basically taking those worst performing pages, creating tasks in Asana, and just adding affiliate links and creating better affiliate links on those pages, and we're already seeing an increase in overall affiliate link conversion rate, which is leading to more income. Uh, the other thing that we're doing is running A-B tests on uh, our digital products. So our sales page, I'm testing, you know, whether we should add a video, not a video, shorter copy, longer copy, uh, headlines, button colors, like all the different things. Uh, we've even tried different email automation funnels and MailChimp to see which ones are are working, which ones are not working, and we're just, you know, trying to do everything and trying to do it all for free. So I'm not paying for, you know, I'm not doing anything spammy. I'm not doing, um, I sell someone chatbots. I definitely don't use chatbots. I don't even know what they are. Uh, I don't do like, um, we're not running Facebook ads right now on everything because we want to just keep it as free as possible because I want to, I'd rather double my revenue with just, it's just, an, it's an experiment. So it's so far working, yes. It's really That's great. That's super great. So there's two other questions here. Um, Chris asks if you need the paid version of Asana to do the Asana Bloggers course. So the current Asana for Bloggers course uses the free version. So no, you do not need a, you do not need to pay for Asana. Um, the new version that I'm going to be creating is going to showcase a lot of the paid stuff uh, because I now pay for it. But it's not necessary. No, I, you can use Asana for free forever. And, and when you when you launched that one, did you reach out to them and show them your course? No, I no. did not. <laughs> no, no I do. I do zero outreach on anything. Just so you know, like I, everything that I do, I, I have a philosophy that if you create something really good and you just give it a little push, you know, whether it's just social media or whatever, it's just it'll take off. If it doesn't take yeah. off, then it's, it wasn't good. And, and so that's how I built Money Lab. That's how I built all my sites. I've done zero out outreach. I don't do any email outreach. I don't do any like hardcore sales stuff. It's really just build something really, really, really good. And then people start talking about it and it just kind of, you know, consistently sells over time. Yeah. Good for you. That's uh our website coursesworthsharing.com. I mean, that's the whole premise of that. That website is how do you create courses that are so good? People talk about them and share them for you. Yeah. And that's, that's the idea that you don't need to go out into the world and push people around and tell them to buy your thing. I, I love that. Definitely in alignment with that philosophy. Right. Just create really good shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easier said than done, but yeah. yeah. No, it's hard. It takes years of years of practice and dedication to refine the craft in that way. Uh, yeah. 
And so that's what I love about the whole experiment idea. Um, like all of us here doing experiments, the Grady course adventure is an experiment. Um, and it just happens to be one that we're finding out people really like. And so mm -hmm. um, when we tell people that the business we're building is actually an experiment, it takes the pressure off of us to like, we don't need to pretend like we know what the answers are. Yeah. We know what we're doing, that it's an experiment. I want to see if this works. I'm trying to provide value. And if it ends up growing into something bigger, fantastic. If not, then on to the next experiment. Yeah. So I think we should talk about the course creation because that's what yeah. we were here to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. We, I guess we should. We're 42 minutes in. So let's yeah. let's pivot we'll, to that. And then we'll do questions. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll we'll take questions. I'm I'm marking the questions that are starting to come in now. So, okay. uh, everybody, if you have questions, feel free to put them in the chat, and I'll set them aside for later on. So, okay. talk about the the launching two courses in 14 days, and and your approach to course creation. Wherever you want to start that. Okay, so the so really, it's less than 14 days. So, Asana for bloggers, I built in six days. And SEO for bloggers, I built in five days. So the bigger course actually took me less time. Uh, there's a few things that I, that I did that sped up the process. One, people tell, tell, tell me I should do a course on making courses because uh, how I'm able to focus that, that much is, is incredible. It's really not about focus. It's about understanding what you're teaching. So I, know, I knew a sign for bloggers is me just showing people how I run my business, my editorial calendar using Asana. That's it. So I'm not really teaching per se. I'm not building a syllabus. I'm not creating these lessons. I'm literally outlining what I do and, and breaking it down into, you know, chunk, chunked videos, right? So it's very, very easy for me to do a screen share on how I already do something, right? I can just walk through, I basically set up a microphone and I use ScreenFlow for my Mac and I hit record and whatever that becomes is the lesson. There's no editing, there's no, there, I, I may do some like Zooms or something in, in ScreenFlow, but that's really it. And so to create a lesson for me takes however long it takes to record. So, you know, if a lesson's 10 minutes, take me 10 minutes to record it. And then I add a little intro in the beginning and I add, you know, a little logo thing in the beginning. So overall, like each lesson takes me about a half hour to produce and make and then upload to Wistia or wherever you upload it to. Um, that's really it. And so I did seven hours. Uh, so, so for SEO for bloggers, because that's more recent, even though they were kind of made the same way, it's seven hours of content. Yeah. So I did it all in one day. I took one day. And I recorded, I, I took one day and did the outline, right? So I, I made sure I got questions from my audience. Um, I made sure that I was hitting the points that I need to hit. So I created this huge, massive outline in Google Docs, which is all documented on Money Lab, by the way. So you can see how I do all of this um, in more detail than I'm telling you now. And I, the next day, I got up early and I just recorded everything. So I recorded six hours and my voice was fried. I was just, I was, I was done, right? The second, the third day, I recorded all of the intro videos and wrote the theme song and created the little animation in the beginning of each video and I edited them all together. 
day four, I uploaded them all to Wistia. I set up the, the back end for sales. So if you're using something like Teachable, basically the same setup that I have, but mine's custom because I'm a psychopath. Um, and then I think the final day, yeah, the fifth day was just creating the sales page. So the sales page, again, I'm a, I'm a website designer and coder. So it's really quick for me to spin this up. And there's not a lot of copy. If you look at the sales page, there's just not a lot of, um, there's just not a lot of copy there. Yeah. It's mostly jokes and buy now buttons, FAQ. And I wrote that all in a day and designed it all in a day and filmed the video. And yeah, so that was each, that was five days. And I had a product uh, that's going to be $197 because it's really not five days of content. It's 10 years of content that I just produced in five days, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and Asana for bloggers was the same exact sales process. The only difference was I spent a little bit more time in the editing room, which I will do on an updated version of SEO for bloggers. But again, I was trying to get it done in seven days. Yeah. Um, so those videos, I mean, Asana for bloggers is only three hours of content and the um, SEO for bloggers is seven hours. So literally because of the time constraint, I couldn't do a lot of the you know, animations, which I felt no one was going to miss. And yeah. they didn't. And yeah. I didn't create any additional material. It's not lessons. So I didn't create uh, like, you know, guided worksheets or anything like that because the my style of teaching is just really more showing than telling. So I'm just yeah. showing you behind the scenes of what I actually do. So I, I don't, I don't want to, so my courses are not pontificating. They're, they're sort of like, if you ever, taken a, a creative live class where it's just um, someone showing you like how they, I, I take a lot of creative live classes about uh, recording audio and doing music. So I'll find producers of albums that I really like and buy their creative live course. And they're literally just describing how they mix and how they, um, you know, mic up drums and how they record guitars and stuff. And that behind the scenes, I learned so much more from that behind the scenes style than I do from someone going, you should do this because I thought of it and you now need to do it. And I have no proof it works, but you should do it. And I don't do yeah. that. It's like, look, here are my numbers. Here are, uh, here's exact, here's my back end. Here's what, what WordPress, my WordPress looks like. It's all, nothing is fake. So I've taken a lot of courses where they'll use dummy data to show you like, here's how to set up MailChimp. And it's like, blah, 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 and they just like fake company and they enter all this fake information that is not the, what I do. I show my actual stuff. So um, it makes it very easy to uh, put together because it's not slideshows. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't have to do any prep work. I literally open up a bunch of tabs. So I know what I'm going to talk about and I just run and talk about it because yeah. I know that I know the content so well. And I do have an outline open. So it's not that I'm just, spitballing it's just i am i'm going through my outline and it's just bullet points and i'm like okay i'm going to talk about uh keyword research how i do competitive keyword research how i do uh how i use hrefs and which products do i rec which plugins do i recommend for seo and i know what i'm going to hit and i just know how to go in and do it and the videos end up being a little bit long and they're not as edited which is fine but i'm trying to get it done in seven days but yeah. it's it's good content yeah 
Well, and your personality is, you know, you've got a, an entertaining personality and you're engaging. And so yeah, uh, you're not going to bore people. You know, if you're screwing up, right. I'm sure you crack jokes in the middle of a video or whatever, like you keep it light yeah. and playful. And, and so it's easy to watch, especially yeah. technical stuff. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that's also part of I like, so I, I know that that's a talent of mine and I use it to my advantage. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have that talent, I would probably create more edited, you know, streamlined videos that would just take me longer to do. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a challenge I would do in seven days because seven days isn't an arbitrary number. I didn't just give myself a week. I knew I could get it done in five days. Yeah. You know, I, I am like, I had it planned out in my head. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to record, you know, I know how to do this. So, I, you know, seven days wasn't unrealistic to me. I don't, yeah. I don't try to set unrealistic deadlines for any of my challenges. Like I pretty much know I can, I can do it. And, you know, I, I can focus, I can sit down and knock something out, whether I have a challenge, a deadline or not, I can, I enjoy what I do. So, you know, going in, if someone told me like, I need you to go and design a website about taking care of plants tomorrow, I can't think of anything more fun to do. So I would go up and do that, even if it, even if it, nothing came out of it. So yeah, it's, it's, it, I think enjoying the process of it, is, is part of the fun and makes it, you know, I did a content audit recently on uh, both of my websites and everyone's like, oh, you know, when I tell people I did that, they're like, that's so much work. You know, like you had to put all that together, you had to put that spreadsheet together and like delete the cons, like, oh, forget all that. I loved it. Like I, that's my favorite thing, like sitting down, creating a spreadsheet of all my stuff and like deciding whether I delete something or not. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't like that, and that's okay. Go do something else. This yeah. is what I like, and so it's really easy for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I, I find something to be really satisfying about the the organizational process before diving yeah. into the creation aspect of it. Um, yeah, what's what's that look like for you? Do you just like make a to do list, or how do you how do you organize yourself before dump, jumping into a, a huge experiment like this? Asana. Yeah. So I, 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 I live and breathe in that program. Like, so that, that's why that course is, is that course is very popular. Um, because well, one it's, it's, I took something, it's something that I personally do. So, um, somebody had just asked a question about how I promote it. And so I'm going to kind of go and, and piggyback this on that, which is, um, a sign up for bloggers when I first created it was, how I develop a editorial calendar, calendar using Asana. I also use Asana for micro projects. So every single challenge that I do, I make sure I list out all the to-dos and they, they, they evolve, but I list everything out I need to do. And I need, and I just, I like checking off boxes. Like, so Asana, for me personally, if it's not an Asana, it doesn't get done. And that includes taking out the trash in my house, paying my credit cards, um, uh, writing in my journal, like all of those things, like checking Facebook messages and checking email, every single one of those tasks is in Asana. Just, I live and breathe in it. And I, it, it, that's not the way it used to be. I slowly, you know, indoctrinated myself into that program. It wasn't like I just threw all of these tasks in at one time. It was like, okay, 
I, I started it as an editorial calendar and then eventually, you know, added my credit card payments in there and my uh, like reminders to do all these things in life. And so I do the same thing whenever I start a challenge, I create a project in Asana and I try to add in all the tasks that I think are going to happen. And I try to order them in the, in the correct order. And I try to be incredibly detailed in what I'm writing. And so I will write, you know, upload all lesson videos to Wistia. So I go in and I'm like, okay, this is the next part of the task. And I just go in and I just bulk, bulk upload everything to Wistia. And until the last video is up on Wistia, then I check the box and I move on to the next thing. And so I do, it's not crazy, meticulous planning, but it is just a brief outline of like what I have to do. And of course it changes. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I should add, I should be more detailed in this task or I should add a task before this task. And I might be like in day on day five and it's like, oh, there's another task I just thought of. Let me go and add it into Asana. And I don't, I always add it because if I don't add it, it won't get done. It's just yeah. how my brain works. Um, so, yeah. And, and so Asana, I, again, live and breathe in it. And I created this framework that I didn't know I had. I, the reason I created the course in the first place was my friend saw my Asana set up for, for some university. And he was blown, like his eyes were just like, how the fuck did you do, like, how'd you do this? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's just easy. It's just a to-do list. Like, I, I didn't think it was anything special. And then he was like, I want you to show my friend Ethan. So he, we jump on Skype and Ethan sees this guy, Ethan sees it. And he's like, this is amazing. Like, how did you put this all together? And I'm like, logically? I don't know. I just did it one step at a time. I started with one article and I assigned it to my writer. And it just eventually evolved into this, this I guess, framework that I had built. And he's like, dude, you need to make a course. And I was like, okay. So in seven days, I was like, oh, I'll do it in seven days and, you know, put it on Money Lab. And I did that and it sold, I think like, I think about, it's in, it's in, it's in I think it's like a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks or somewhere in that range. Cause I didn't have a big list at the time. I think I only had like 1500 people or something. And, uh, and obviously like no one was asking for this course. No one knew what it was. And once I put it out, Every single month, I've consistently sold that course with zero promotion. I've never tweeted it. I've never Facebooked it. I don't have it in an autoresponder on Money Lab. You kind of have to dig to find it on Money Lab. It's not very obvious. And it's because of word of mouth. So I've been invited to Facebook groups, you know, later down the line because people have kept sharing this this course like oh you need to take this course because this if you're trying to do an editorial calendar this is the one so basically i gave it to a handful of bloggers and they have been spreading it consistently for the last two years um could i make more money by putting promotional efforts into it yes of course i could do that but it's I don't know. It's a lot more rewarding to just get, you know, an extra hundred to two hundred dollars. It's only a twenty-five dollar course to get that extra hundred or two hundred dollars a month doing absolutely nothing. That the course just stands the test of time, and it is that good that people want to share it and have no problem doing that with no affiliate program. So yeah, yeah. Well, just in hearing you talk about it and your process, I'm like, 
I bet you every single person right now has already gone to that site and they're like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. And I think like the thing about it is, is I didn't understand what it was. So I just assumed that everyone was organized about their blog because it's, it's a business. So I run my blogs like magazines. I make sure we have our content calendars that for the next six months, we know what we're going to publish. We sometimes publish early and I just assume everyone was like that. Like I had no idea. And so when I, when people were like, that's not how I do, that's not how I run my blog. It's you're so much more organized. Then I realized, Oh, okay. Then this is, this is special. This is different. Um, And the same with SEO. When I, I mean, the first course did so well and I didn't do a course for two years. And then I was like, everyone, all of my friends come to me for SEO advice. That's just, you know, if you want to know SEO, they were like, go to Matt. Even my friend, Jason, who runs Jason does stuff. Like he has a whole article where he cites me the entire time. He basically like, I didn't write this article. He did. Or like all of this information comes from Matt. And I was like, well, yeah, I've read books on this. I've studied it. I obviously saw success on my own websites. I'm perfectly qualified to teach this. I've, I've been doing this for so long. I might as well just put down everything I have into a course. And that's exactly what I did. And, and people were upset that I charged $99. They're like, dude, what do you, this is so much more worth, you know, there's, there's courses out there that are $4,000 and you could be making so much money. And I'm like, well, you know, it took me five days. I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, five days, but really 10 years, right? 10 years yeah. of content distilled down, you know, into seven hours. So no, not five days. You're, you're, you're basing it off the wrong value. And I'm like, fine. So, um, so that's why the price is going up. And when I, I'm, I'm also uh, going to update a sign up for bloggers because I do, I do things. Um, I still do everything that I do in the original course, um, but I have some additional things. So I'm going to be updating, I'm going to be adding lessons. So whoever buys a sign up for bloggers now will get those for free in the next update. And any updates I do, like once you buy the course, you get everything. So, um, so yeah, right now it's 25 bucks. It's probably going to go up to 49 bucks, but yeah. It's uh, that's 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 kind of my philosophy about just course making in general. Love it. I uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate you for keeping the uh, the prices as accessible as you have. That's one of my biggest pet peeves about the e learning industry is these insane inflated prices. Like I'm just like, come on, man, four thousand yeah. dollars? Seriously? <laughs> but hey, it's uh, there's a demographic out there that thinks that's that's more value. Um. No, I, I appreciate that. We've got some some more questions here. Uh, Chris, so Chris Gilmore in our community here, he does uh, wilderness survival and emergency preparedness and has a really beautiful spin and uh, we're working on a course with him called Survive the Storm. Um, so he has a, um, a blog site called Changing World Project. And uh, so he's asking, for someone starting out blogging with a small following, what would your top suggestions be for growing the following beyond awesome content? Any thoughts on top places to share, promote, um, and how? Any suggestions? I know that's a, that's a big chunk of the people in our community that um, they're now owning that content creatorship for their business and seeing the value in that. So yeah, any tips there? Uh, so Money Lab is a great example of this. I built Money Lab surprisingly gets very little traffic. I get about maybe 500 to a thousand people a month. Um, it's been around for a year. 
And the reason is because I don't have content that ranks on Google. And I think that when it comes to promoting anything, so when I, when I have, um, so Brew Cabin, we've done zero promotion. We have no, um, we don't promote our, our website really on Instagram. We don't have a social media accounts at all. We don't link into forums. We literally don't do any of that. All we do is we do uh, keyword research. We do competitive keyword research using Ahrefs and we find out what topics are people searching for? And then we write 3,000 to 5,000 word posts covering that topic in serious depth. And within a month or two, we, we start to rank on a site where there's zero backlinks and zero, uh, you know, basically brand new website, brand new domain, brand new website. We're, we're already, we, so we, we tackled a keyword uh, brew kettle, which gets about 7,000 searches a month, according to Hrefs. So H or A H R E F S dot com is the keyword research tool that I use. And we found that they were, you know, 7,000 people were searching for this. And we, we knew that the keyword difficulty was low. And we wrote a 3,500 word post. And in three months, we're now number one for that um, post. So uh, and we're getting consistent traffic, about 3,000 people a month are coming in on that post uh, on a site that has a zero domain rating, has zero backlinks, um, is the domain six months old. So I think as far as promotion is concerned, I don't do any social media promotion personally on any of my sites. It's really just produce really good content and let Google, smart ask Google, find your stuff, which they always do, and just follow all the rules. Follow the rules of having a mobile optimized website, having a very fast website, having a, uh, doing the right keyword research, uh, producing really good content. We're talking 2,500 words plus videos, you know, graphics. I mean, yeah, you have to put time and effort into it. It's not, it's really not easy, but you do it once and it pays off forever. Yeah. You post a thing on Facebook once, it pays off for three seconds, maybe. Yeah. So this, my uh, whole approach. Sorry to interrupt. This AREF's website that you, uh, that you just shared here, the keyword searching, yeah. do you go into that, that site in your SEO for bloggers um, yeah. course? You do. There you go, everybody. Here's like one good reason to sign up for the course is just to learn uh, how to search your keywords so you can create content for them. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go, and again, I'm showing you in that. So I've run four, I run three websites that all are all SEO based and I show all of that. So it's not like I'm making up random. I'm not saying here's how I would do a basket weaving website. It's no, it's, these are my websites. Here's how I do keyword research on the things that I actually rank for and, and maybe have not ranked for yet. So uh, you're, you know, yeah. And HRF is expensive. It's, you know, it's a hundred dollars a month. Um, you could do a seven day free trial before that I used SEM rush for free here and there. And um, I'm just, at this point, I've, I, instead of paying money for Facebook ads and paying money for buffer and paying money for all of these, like, social media freaking promotion tools. I'm like, this is my promotion tool. SEO is my promotion tool. Yeah. It has served me well for the last 10 years. I have con continued to see consistent traffic and consistent sales on all three of my websites. 
And now I'm moving Money Lab. I built Money Lab with no SEO. I built it simply by cre creating really good content, posting it on, like sending it to a few of my friends via email and, and on Facebook and letting it just go viral. And yeah. that's how I, and that's, and partnerships and stuff, you know, having people talk about Money Lab. I mean, Money Lab has 800 backlinks and I don't know how. People just link to stuff that I've created over the years, over the year, been two years yet. And, um, but now I'm taking Money Lab into the SEO world. So we are developing content that will rank for very big keywords in SEO so that Money Lab can start seeing consistent traffic so that I can sell my courses more consistently. Amazing. Yeah, this is great. I just want to, um, just touch on one thing for everybody. We've talked about this a lot on our coaching. Um, and for all of you, like you should have one really, really solid committed strategy that you're constantly working on every single, you know, month yeah. or week that it's a part of your schedule for how you grow your business. For Matt, it's SEO for eCourse adventures. Our one strategy is partnerships, just building relationships with people and, figuring out a way that we can provide a win-win for each other. Maybe yours is uh, social media and that that's where you're putting your energy to grow your business. So you need to have that yeah. strategy in the bag. It's, it's better to have one thing that you like really focus your energy on and you get good at rather than have like, you know, five, six different strategies that you spend barely any time doing any one well. Yeah. Um, Jenny asked, are your courses yeah. on Evergreen? Your, all your courses are Evergreen, right, Matt? Are they on Evergreen? Yeah, you can buy them and start immediately. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, so my courses are not launch. I don't believe in launches, so. <laughs> Us um, either. It's not, like I, <laughs> it's not like I open a course and it's like, only open for four days. You better hurry the hell up and it's $6,000. Now they're, you can buy them at any time. Yeah. But you should buy them this week. They're going to go up in price. That, that's not a sales gimmick. That's actually just real. So nice sales giving. Man. I can't believe you're doing this to yeah, our students. No. This is so embarrassing. Nailed it. <laughs> um, Chris asked, does I, building I a site on an easier platform such as Square, Squarespace significantly limit ability for good SEO uh, versus WordPress? Um, well, that's a good question. I, if somebody doesn't know, it doesn't have the money first off to, to, um, hire a designer to build a, to build a WordPress account, doesn't want to learn website design or anything. I think, I think Squarespace is a good option. Um, it, it's, it's not, it, WordPress is not essential to, for having a great website, but it is limiting. So if you plan to um, really, if this is like your career, like you really want to turn your web, you think your website's really going to do, like be a big thing, um, is it limiting for SEO? I don't know the, I don't know the answer to that because I don't know how their sites code it. Um, I would say that I know that they're, they're, they're all their design themes are responsive. Um, I don't know how fast their servers are, so that could be a, an issue to look at. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know much about how Squarespace is coded as like at the front end of a website and how it's coded. I just believe in minimizing as much code as possible. I don't like having a lot of bloated 
um, unnecessary scripts and HTML running on a website when it doesn't need to be there. So yeah, Squarespace does concern me a little bit about SEO because you're not in control of how light and fast uh, Squarespace is. And if Squarespace makes any changes globally to their, their software, like you're going to pay the price for that. Um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't want to talk shit on Squarespace because I actually do like them. And I think people, it's a really quick way to get started. Um, but yeah, oh, so, so yeah, Lorraine's saying Weebly doesn't have H1 header tags. And I would say that's a big downside to, to using something like that, um, for SEO. And, uh, but, but for me, I, I use WordPress and I use WP engine as my hosting platform because it is lightning fast. They have aggressive caching, which is good for speed. And again, I control every single aspect of the way my sites are designed. So I don't put a lot of JavaScript on them. I keep them very um, limited. I, I use, when I design a site, I make sure there's just one H1 tag. I make sure that the title's in a good spot. I do use plugins, which I talk all about in the SEO course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, I guess the, between Squarespace and, and WordPress, I'm going to just go ahead and say, uh, if you're trying to do SEO style content and that's what you're want to double down on for your marketing strategy, use WordPress with a very good hosting company. So I, yeah. I use WP engine. I really like them. Uh, Kinsta is another one that, um, I'm, I'm very fond of, uh, which is a good one. They're expensive. You pay for it and it's yeah. more than Squarespace for sure. Um, but it's kind of like you're either investing in your in your business and you're doubling down on the SEO strategy or you're not. This is great. Good stuff. Charmaine said she just bought your Asana and your SEO course. Look at this. Look at that. We're already nice. taking action. Love it. Um, I'm taking off today. You are. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? I know there's some more questions. They just got buried. Um, uh, Steph, uh, Stefan asks, are there good free keyword research tools out there? Similar to the one you said, that's a hundred bucks a month. Is there any, any others that would be a good kind of set of training wheels for people till they get to the hundred dollar um, a month one? Yeah, you can use SEM rush. Uh, you can, I think you can, you can have up to like three to 10 searches a day, I think for free. So that's a good, that's where I, that's where I started. Um, Moz.com also has some like free, you know, you between HREF and Moz and SEM rush with the trials. I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely utilize those trials and try to bulk as much keyword research in those trial periods as possible. Yeah. But the real value of paying for any one of those sites is the actual tracking. So, once you've decided to rank for a keyword and you've, uh, you know, you've created that content, you can add that into these programs and they'll track how well they're doing. Oh, and amazing. so, you know, yeah. So, you know, like, okay, well this keyword, we just, we just went after, it's not doing very well. Let's go back into this piece of content and change it and then see if it goes up and measure that. Oh, that's super so that's cool. That's the value of that. I think it's, yeah. It was a hard purchase for me. I'm not very good at like, doubling uh, are not very good at at investing money into things like that so um it was a hard one for me to purchase but 
I would say it's probably one of the best purchases I've made in the last five years Very cool. for my business. Very cool. Um, a question we had earlier is, uh, is your email service, is it MailChimp that you use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm curious. All day, uh, every day. Yeah. You, and why MailChimp over something beefier like ActiveCampaign or, or one of those? Why have you I chosen MailChimp? I, yeah, I have, I have very strong opinions on this. Um, so one, I like MailChimp's interface the best. Yep. So I'm very, I'm a stickler for design and, and interfaces. So I, I like them. Um, I don't believe in hyper-targeting um, email campaigns. I think it's a, it's yeah. a huge waste of time. Um, I, I think what happened was uh, I, I read a lot of copywriting stuff. So I do spend time learning about copywriting because copywriting is crazy important uh, if you're selling anything on the internet. and I think the the idea of you know putting someone's name or or trying to like find hyper target where people are in their process is one way to do copywriting and it's a very lazy automated way to do copywriting. Good copywriting hits everybody and hits them right where they are and hyper targets just through words. And mm-hmm. so there's obvious things that you can you can hyper target in in certain like for example at swim university i have different email campaigns for people who own swimming pools versus own hot tubs it's it's different content that is different than you know somebody owning an in-ground pool versus an above-ground pool like that the the content is still the same for those people and the messaging and the words are still the same for those people and we uh, it's to me, I think the biggest reason I use MailChimp is their API. Um, I can basically manipulate MailChimp to do whatever I want. Most people can't do that, so they use something like Active Campaign or, or ConvertKit, which makes those those things are all available in MailChimp. You can do everything in MailChimp, it's just a lot more customized you have to you have to kind of dig into it more to customize it to what you want um but i think that i like it because it's sort of like the it's like wordpress versus squarespace it's it's it, mailchimp doesn't limit me to do anything so um that's why i like it so much hmm. and i i try not to overcomplicate my email funnels i just it's just yeah. not something i'm interested in yeah. This is great. Uh, Joey asks, is MailChimp better than AWeber? I, I use AWeber for one of my older websites, and I definitely prefer MailChimp over AWeber. I just haven't made the switch yet. Yeah, that was the first one I used was, yeah. was how to use um, was, was AWeber, and then MailChimp just completely blew them away uh, yeah. as far as functionality and, and design. And it was, a, it was a hard move to switch, but I'm glad I did it. And, and people have tried to get me to, to go off into other, you know, active campaign drip, convert kit, all these other platforms. But uh, um, until they let me do whatever I want, I, I'm just kind of, I don't, again, it, it kind of, it sort of forced me to think about how I set up my email funnels too. It's, it's it, I don't want to get suckered into, well, I can create these like paths for each type of person who visits my website. And then I have to like, think about all of those different, 
you know, path. And I'm like, that's so much to manage. It's so like, this is not interested in that. But um, Fiona asked if I have a course on MailChimp. I do, do not yet, because it's definitely the course that I'm doing in the very, very near future. Nice. Nice. Um, okay, so I want to be respectful of your time. So let's just do one more question here. And I think this is a good one to, to kick off because you, you typically start at ground zero all the time. Every time you do an experiment, you start at ground zero. When you build a new business, you're starting at ground zero. So a lot of the people coming to the Great E-Course Adventure are essentially starting a new business endeavor in their life that they've, you know, they're coming here and, and they're starting fresh. And so Stefan's question is, what steps would you take if you're starting from ground zero today? Let's just imagine all your other businesses blew up and you were starting from ground zero with a brand new business and none of that past stuff that you have building money existed anymore. What would your first steps be? Where would you go from there? Okay, I'm literally easy for me to answer because I, because Brew Cabin is the challenge of everything I've learned from the past 10 years, try to do, try to take the, that knowledge and go, okay, what has worked? And then do it on this one website, starting from absolute scratch. Uh, I, I, I would create a website on, a, on a, a very specific niche. I would do research in that niche. So I would look at, how you're going to make money. So for Brew Cabin, I want to make money with affiliate products, which is very, very easy. And it's a quick way to make money right away. Um, and courses, video courses, since those are two things I know that I'm very good at. Um, and I have products for. Uh, I'm going to, I started by creating the brand that I knew I would like and want to be a part of. So I'm, I live in Colorado. I am, um, I love the mountains. I love snowboarding. I love cabin life. And so that's why I chose the name Brew Cabin. I designed the logo to, to fit that. I wanted those, I, I chose uh, black and orange because I wanted, I thought ahead about, well, I want people to like, I want to be able to sell swag in the future. Even if I don't, I know that that's a cool look. And so I, I went with that. So I, I spent a lot of time on the design is what I'm saying. Um, so I spent time on the design and I thought about the future and then I did the keyword research for probably like 25 to 30 keywords in the homebrewing space. I did competitive re keyword research, meaning I went after, I looked at what other websites were already ranking for and I'm going to try to outrank them. And I started writing content for that and we publish every single week. So big three to 5,000 word articles. Huge, huge pillar stuff. Like that's all we do. We don't do like little things, right? And then I'm slowly growing an audience. So each month has gone up in traffic and I've started an email list and I create a once a week email newsletter. All of this because it helps get affiliate link sales. But ultimately in the next um, three or four months, we're gonna start producing video courses for homebrewers. And that is what I'm going to actually sell to all of these people that we've built in the list and have kept warm and the traffic that we're getting and they are just going to keep growing. And then once the courses are for sale, it's just going to keep the machine turning and eventually um, sell sponsorships on that site. And that's pretty much it. So I love it. yeah, it's, 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 it's basically taking all my businesses 
that I've already done and thought ahead and didn't think ahead on and go, okay, well now I know exactly what I'm going to do. And really it all comes down. My, my only marketing strategy for brew cabin is the content itself. And yeah. it has been working and I know, cause I know how to do it. And so if I'm starting from scratch, it is right. It's words, words all day. Beautiful. As much words as possible. I'm not even doing video yet. So we will end up doing video, but right now words have been the fastest words will get you traffic videos will will not as at least as fast as i'm seeing yeah awesome man this has been there's been so many things that we've covered in this hour and 20 minutes um do you do you have any last things that you want to share that you haven't shared yet i don't think so um no i mean awesome. yeah i mean it's, everything that i do is kind of like i'm an open book at moneylab.co, everything's there. Yeah. So if you uh, want to learn more about me, there's uh, you can go to uh, moneylab.co slash timeline, which is a interactive timeline of my entire entrepreneurial career that I posted. Amazing. There's uh, there's a page called moneylab.co slash email, which went by, which is the first post that I ever wrote on moneylab that went viral. Um, that one is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I found you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, money lab is just, if you, if you're like interested in the courses that I sell, the, what I, what I teach, um, if you're interested in just overall, like getting started in anything, everything, my whole entire career is just on that website. Yeah. Look for Easter eggs. It's all over the place. Yeah, man. Your, your site's awesome. Get on his newsletter. It's so worth it. Like all the updates you send out, there's always, there's always a gem in there. There's always a good laugh. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, I'm very grateful for the time that you've taken today. And I have no doubt uh, you've got a bunch of sales that will be coming into your account with, I know I'm going to get Asana and the SEO course. And I saw a few other people saying that they are. And uh, this will go live on our blog site this week and in our next newsletter. So uh, all wonderful. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch again soon. Cool. Okay, everybody, thanks for coming out, asking some great questions. Uh, get yourself organized, get your SEO up to date, start using your words to drive traffic to your site. See you all at the campfire.